this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 161 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And our episode today is a discussion on the European Union Whistleblower Directive. Welcome, everyone. Hope you're doing okay. Uh, still difficult time with the pandemic in our country, and hope everybody is working safely, healthy, staying healthy, and that your friends and family are uh, doing well and surviving uh, during this difficult time. Um, so I thought I'd turn to uh, the EU Whistleblower Directive. And before we get started on this, uh, let's hear a word from our sponsor, uh, Steel Compliance Solutions. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, global companies uh, face a lot of uh, regulatory requirements, and uh, in December 2019, the EU adopted a directive to promote and protect persons who report violations of law. Now, the EU whistleblower directive was adopted in response to, obviously, the scandals that were reported by whistleblowers, including the Panama Papers and the Cambridge Analytica scandal in uh, Great Britain. Uh, An EU-sponsored study in 2017 reported that employee reporting of corruption would increase if they witnessed such conduct, and nearly one-third of employees believed that there was no protection for an employee who reported Uh, wrongdoing. So the EU's action is another statement of the advantages of a robust employee reporting system. Research and experience confirm that robust and widely used internal reporting systems are more effective in identifying and remediating problems, and there's a correlation between increased use of hotline reporting systems and improved business performance that came out from Navex Global based upon work by a GW Uh, professor who uh, conducted research. Companies with more internal reporting activity uh, experienced fewer external reports. 
Conversely, lower levels of hotline activity were associated with suspect corporate governance and financial reporting uh, issues. Under the directive now, member states are required to implement it uh, into national laws, and these new laws are required by a two-year deadline, which is December 17, 2021. Member states have to require companies with more uh, than 50 uh, employees to implement such a system by December 17, 2021. Employees, uh, companies that have between 50 and 250 employees will have an additional two years to implement a compliant employee reporting system. So actually the 2021 date uh, applies to companies with uh, 250 or more employees and then 50 to 250 get an extra two years to 2023. Companies will be required to implement compliance reporting channels and provide protection for certain whistleblowers from retaliation. And it's really the big number one issue, which we're going to get into, is the changing uh, burden of proof with regard to retaliation cases that can be brought by whistleblowers uh, and also other specified requirements, but really that's the headline issue because it's going to create a real interesting set of circumstances. But uh, companies, to the extent they already maintain internal reporting systems, they may have to modify their programs to meet implementation requirements by member states. We have to see what uh, each state specifically requires. Uh, The EU whistleblowing directive is really a a sort of a minimum that has to be met. So uh, we mentioned 50 or more employees have to, uh, companies with 50 or more employees have to implement an internal reporting system and protect whistleblowers from any form of actual threatened or attempted retaliation related to termination, negative impact on promotions or salary, unjustified negative performance assessments, transfer and change of workplace, harassment. Oh, so sorry, that was my... uh, Partner here, uh, Rocky, the Havanese, so uh, he had a few comments to make. Um, But let's go on here with regard to the uh, the whistleblowing uh, requirements. To secure protection now, a whistleblower must have reasonable grounds to believe that the information they want to provide is true. Such information relates to a violation of EU or member state laws or regulations, and there's a wide variety that are specified. And uh, the whistleblower has to use one of three reporting channels authorized by the whistleblowing directive. The EU whistleblower directive, which is quite long, by the way, it's like 40-some pages, includes an annex which sets out various EU laws relating to which a whistleblower may report a breach while being protected. The laundry list of regulations and directives covers the full range of issues that would be expected. Uh, and these include financial issues, human rights violations, environmental concerns. And the member states uh, will have to implement a reporting system that is available to all employees and can also extend to self-employed persons, trainees, applicants, shareholders, as well as contractors, subcontractors, and uh, suppliers. The directive uh, imposes a broad set of requirements and uh, to the member states and EU companies and add The heart of the EU's concern is to ensure that no employees or business partner would risk their job as a result of exposing uh, corporate wrongdoing. Let's talk a moment just about the mechanism and the prescribed form for the reporting mechanism. 
it requires, uh, the directive requires organizations to uh, individuals to report in writing and submit reports by post, by physical complaint box, or through an online platform via the internet uh, platform, and or to report it orally by telephone hotline or other voice messaging system. Note that upon a whistleblower's request, such channels should also enable reporting by means of physical meetings within a reasonable time frame. Third parties may also be engaged to receive reports on behalf of the organization, provided such third parties offer appropriate guarantees for independence, confidentiality, data protection, and secrecy. And it suggests that uh, third parties could be external reporting platform providers, external counsel, auditors, trade union representatives, or employees' representatives. So we have the internal reporting system must enable reporting in writing, through whatever means, and are orally, and uh, they all a whistleblower also has the right to request a in-person meeting to submit the report. And in general, companies are now obliged to acknowledge receipt of a report within seven days of receipt. That's a set deadline, and to respond and follow up to the whistleblower's report within three months after the acknowledgement. So there are two key dates: seven days and then three months. Whistleblowers should be able to submit reports either in writing, like I said, or an online system or a mailbox or orally in a telephone or answering machine. Uh, And the personal meeting request has to be offered as well. And companies must ensure that the identity of the whistleblower is kept confidential regardless of which reporting channel is used. That doesn't mean that it has to be anonymous. That means that once it's received, you have to maintain confidentiality with regard to the Uh, the report itself and the person who made it. So the EU also establishes a three-tier reporting system, uh, which in tier one applies to corporate internal reporting systems. Tier two applies to government authorities. So you can directly uh, make a request or do a report to a government agency. And three is reporting, uh, tier three is reporting applies to public disclosures. So companies have to afford whistleblowers a free choice of reporting initially to government authorities without being required to report internally to the company. Now, that's contrary to the way the SEC here in the United States whistleblower reporting system is set up, uh, which creates an incentive for whistleblowers to report initially to a company and then wait for 120 days before reporting to the government regulators and prosecutors because uh, if you comply with that incentive, you're supposed to have a greater, uh, you will get a greater recovery, a larger recovery. So they create that incentive, whereas the EU does not have that incentive program, uh, meaning that it will be treated equally whether you report directly to the government or directly within the company. Now, confidential reporting requires companies to restrict disclosure of information about the reporter's identity and the substance of the report, and the, uh, while the EU directive does not mandate an anonymous reporting system, most uh, companies will offer that option. Uh, and a whistleblower will likely have the choice of whether to disclose his or her identity. Uh, like I mentioned, there's the feedback requirement of seven days and a status report within three months with the possibility of an extension to six months. And uh, companies have to investigate these matters if, if warranted, 
and to assign case managers who are competent, diligent, and impartial. And such investigations have to be fully documented so that employees, business partners, and government regulators understand the whistleblowing program. Like I said, companies can still encourage internal reporting, but they have to walk a fine line to avoid discouraging tier two direct reports to government regulation. This balancing act will require some, you know, interesting messaging to remind employees that they always have the right to report initially to the government, but we can also, I think companies can fairly make statements saying they uh, would like to hear from whistleblowers first, but there's no requirement that they do so. They can also uh, fully report initially to uh, the government agency. Now, I mentioned uh, the big issue, the headline issue, which is the retaliation burden of proof. And uh, the EU directive upends the normal burden of proof applicable to whistleblowing claims of retaliation. And I've always commented that proving retaliation against a whistleblower is really difficult uh, because it can be subtle. It's not like a, a manager is going to say, well, you know, we appreciate your report, but now you're fired. Although if they're at Wells Fargo, that may come up uh, given Wells Fargo's treatment of whistleblowers in the past. But whistleblowers often uh, have difficulty proving that any change in his or her working status or conditions was the direct result of reporting a claim. So under the EU directive, the whistleblower's change in status will be presumed in retaliation for his or her claim if the employer is unable to provide proof that the whistleblower's change in status was independent of any connection to the whistleblower's report. So the burden of proof is shifted not to, it's shifted from the whistleblower to prove retaliation. Now the company has to prove the absence of retaliation. In other words, that there was an independent reason for what they chose to do with regard to the whistleblower, independent of the whistleblower's report. So, I mean, this is really, think about how this could impact your day-to-day -day activities with regard to whistleblowers. The bur it creates incentives for whistleblowers to threaten to raise allegations when faced with adverse employment actions. However, remember, the whistleblower still has to have reasonable grounds to raise an allegation of wrongdoing. And the tension created by these two legal principles is going to be a difficult issue for companies to navigate. Because on the one hand, we encourage whistleblowers to report uh, they have to meet the reasonable grounds test in order to then get the benefit of the burden of the burden shifting to the company. And then the company has to prove that any change in status, any change in, let's say they're not promoted, let's say they don't, they're transferred to a different uh, uh, part of the company. Everything has to be shown uh, to be independent of the wrong, the allegation of wrongdoing or the whistleblower's concern. So this is going to raise real issues in terms of how you navigate this, how you document this, and how you avoid potential litigation and losing the litigation uh, once these laws are enacted that shift the burden of proof. But there are obviously companies now, frankly, with the 2021 deadline, companies right now should need to be, need to be focused on building the elements of a compliant program. And you have to sort of play in an end-to-end -end system by establishing reporting systems, promoting the availability of the reporting system, 
but create more importantly now, and most companies obviously already have a hotline service of some sort, but the information surrounding it and the procedures around it has to change to create a system to triage and assign investigators to handle a complaint, to put in, comply with the seven-day and the three-month requirements, to manage the investigations, provide the necessary feedback and status reports to whistleblowers, and organize documents and internal management procedures. So companies should assess the existing whistleblower and case management systems and identify priority projects to meet the requirements of the EU Whistleblower Directive. Companies have to evaluate employee reporting system solutions and begin the planning process with the vendor uh, to enhance uh, their program to meet the EU uh, requirements. Okay, well, that's uh, just a quick overview. There are lots of issues here to deal with, um, and uh, people are going to have to sort of adjust their reporting systems and create really good procedures. Hopefully, you already have some of these procedures in place and can move forward to make sure that you meet these EU uh, directive requirements. Uh, stay on top of uh, member state laws and as they're passed, and uh, we're always here to help at uh, Volkoff Law to support your efforts and provide help and guidance in this area. So thanks again, folks. We'll be back soon. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay in contact. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com.
place 